Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 550, air date March 28th, 2020. ...is really give a very concise talk on uh, vitamin D and how it destroys for you. That's what we're going to talk about today, how vitamin D really serves you to destroy for you. And the talk I gave yesterday is a very long talk really about uh, vaccines, uh, you know, and how the uh, conventional pharmaceutical industry, really their intervention for something like a virus um, is really to talk about vaccines, 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 quarantine people and fear mongering and not really educating you on uh, the need to really support your immune system. And if you look at elderly people, if you look at people who are immunocompromised or frankly, people don't take care of their bodies well, that or we don't get enough sunlight we talked about the importance of vitamin d to supporting what we call antimicrobial antiviral activities and it was a pretty long talk but you get the politics of that you get sort of my involvement uh, from the political side uh, the approach i take from a a system side and then we talked about vitamin d but today we're just going to really focus do a little bit review on vitamin d and really talk a little more detail on vitamin D and my hope is that you can use this um, for yourselves to educate yourselves your family but you can also use this to educate MDs um, as well as other healthcare professionals because the amount of fear that's being put out is being frankly put out by a lot of ignorant people and the only way out of ignorance is through knowledge and education because as a great man once said ignorance is the cause of all suffering so um, short me, uh, thing, you know, you, you know uh, many of you know I like to connect many things and my talks are long. I know you've liked them, but I, I've also gotten feedback. Can you do little snippets of pieces so we can share? So um, today's talk title is called, um, let me go back to this here, is today's talk title is called How Vitamin D Destroys For You a Molecular Systems Understanding. And as I, many of you know, that I actually spend uh, most of my time um, in the field of uh, researching and doing work in health. So, for example, I run various companies. Um, one of the companies I run is called Cytosolve, and Cytosolve is really about a technology that came out of my MIT work to really understand what happens at the molecular systems level. Um, I also do a lot of work in a, another company I run to educate people on the body is a system called Systems Health, and others of you may know that I've been doing, creating, and inventing since I was a kid. I created the first email system. And more recently, I've also decided to plunge and run for US Senate. It's something I did last year against someone called Elizabeth Warren. And this year, I'm running against three lawyers. And our uh, Senate race has become profoundly exciting. And I'm very grateful because we've gotten so much support, not only from people in Massachusetts, but also from elsewhere, because they're recognizing that you need uh, people like you who came from working people's backgrounds who will fight for you who actually know how to solve problems so that's why I'm running for Senate but let's jump right into vitamin D today and um, what I'm hoping again is you uh, use this to share with other people because in this time of so much fear-mongering so much uh, ignorance being actively promoted by the medical establishment to only direct you to vaccines 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 uh, the goal here is to share with you that there's an uh, there's the real issue is that we want to boost up our immune system and as a part of that as I mentioned yesterday we need to understand 
the viruses, you know, and these pathogens are not what actually kill you. It is your, it is the overreaction of a weakened and dysfunctional immune system. So as you age, your immune system starts to go down because of a thyroid uh, function goes, goes down, you get let, less hydrochloric acid and a number of other things. Immunocompromised people, pre-existing conditions, people who di have diabetes, people who have these autoimmune disorders, who uh, some of people take monoclonal antibodies, their immune systems are brought down. Or people have AIDS, you know, immune deficiency syndrome. Um, these things compromise people's immune systems. And so when a pathogen comes versus going through the normal modes, which nature and God or whatever you want to believe um, supported, created all of this thing in, in its natural way, your natural systems don't work in a beautifully modulated way. They overreact. And it is that overreaction uh, which not only goes to attack the virus, but also attacks parts of your body that result in disease and damage, etc. So that's what we covered um, yesterday. Uh, when we look at uh, vitamin D, what we want to talk about is this is something that's been extremely well researched. You know, nearly 84,000 plus papers are out there. If you just go to PubMed and you look that mention vitamin D, over 1,000 systematic reviews have been done. What this means is a systematic review is not just one paper, a systematic review is where a group of scientists go and look at many papers in a field, let's say how vitamin D affects muscle health, how vitamin D affects depression. They look at all those papers and they organize them and they come to conclusion. That's what a systematic review is. So it's sort of a single paper done in a much more profound way. So there's been you know about a thousand plus uh, reviews of vitamin C done. And more importantly, there's been about nine systematic reviews done on uh, how vitamin D affects acute uh, respiratory infections. So just to be clear, you know, SARS, MERS, or COVID that we're dealing with, is it affects the respiratory system. And the systematic reviews that have been done, about nine of them have really looked at the way that vitamin D supports that. In fact, the most recent one that was just done was done on uh, by 24 institutions. It came out about a couple years ago across 12 countries. They looked at 11,000 plus participants and they concluded that vitamin D supplementation is safe. It protects you against acute respiratory tract infections. And it, by the way, people on Instagram, if you want to go to Twitter at VA underscore Shiva or YouTube, you can see also the slides. Um, and they also found it definitely has a very beneficial effect on promoting survival of critical patients in the ICU. And its greatest benefits is to those who are deficient. But today, what we want to talk about from a molecular level, you see, I spent a lot of my time um, looking at uh, diagrams and, and systems and how molecules function at the molecular level. You know, uh, uh, let me just share with you. This is the kind of stuff I look at every day. I look at uh, molecular pathways. And these, this is what I called the title of this talk is a molecular systems understanding, which means we look at how chemical reactions take place, how different things uh, interact. So um, uh, beyond running for Senate, beyond doing these videos, I actually do a quite a bit of science looking at these things, trying to interconnect connect the dots uh, to bring knowledge out and actually to help discover new medicines, new kinds of things. So um, what the critical thing that was found in this latest systematic review is that when it comes to acute respiratory infections, vitamin D uh, has the effect of really supporting the creation of catholicidins, 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 uh, 
which are antimicrobial peptides. So catholicidins are antimicrobial peptides. And so you take in vitamin D, you can get it from food, you can get it from the sun, you can get it from supplements, but ultimately it creates these catholicidins, which have very powerful effects in going after and uh, destroying and disrupting the cell, the membranes of viruses, which means essentially blowing them up uh, from the outside. Um, it has a very powerful effect on bacteria as well as fungi. So think about these catholicidins are almost like artillery cannons that start firing at the membranes of the virus uh, and essentially destroy them. So when you have vitamin D, you have the power, you're juicing these catholicidins which are able to destroy viruses. That's why it has an antimicrobial, antiviral activity. And I'm gonna walk you through how it does this so you can see the very immense value of vitamin D. But in, 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 in sort of moving from this slide here, um, what you're realizing is that vitamin D really has a very powerful effect uh, on antimicrobial effects. So let's go over here. We talked about last time you have multiple systems in your body for immunity. Uh, one of them is the innate immune system, the interferon, the adaptive. Um, where vitamin D, by, by the way, vitamin D works in so many areas. Today I'm going to focus you on these catholicidins. Where vitamin D really helps you is in the macrophages of your body and the macrophages are a cell type of cell which is in your innate immune system one of those five or six subsystems and the macrophages are really involved in going after uh, in the in the early phase of an infection to destroy um, those microbes or those pathogens okay and if you if we go a little bit closer and we look at remember where everyone is concerned right now about the coronavirus which affects the respiratory tract so we reviewed if you remember last time yesterday here's a respiratory tract so when things come in through your nasal cavity go down um, eventually at, at the at the uh, my minutia you have these things called alveoli and the alveoli are where exchange takes place um, exchange takes place between your breathing in air you're bringing in oxygen you're uh, taking out co2 and blood uh, coming in gets enriched with new oxygen and the alveoli are almost like little refineries or processes which support that so air comes in in red the co2 goes out and the exchange of air feeding your blood oxygen here's oxygen depleted blood coming in and here you're getting um, oxygen rich blood so the alveoli and you have millions in, of these alveoli in your lungs and this is where the gas exchange is taking place um, what we want to see here is that let's now consider a virus affects your lungs. As I mentioned, someone sneezes on you, um, you, you may get it in your eyes, in your nose, and now the virus is going up into your uh, respiratory tract. And what does your body do? Remember in the mucosa layer, it is your innate immune system and these macrophages are there, among other things, and the macrophages are, attempt to take out that virus, okay? So how do they do that and, and how does vitamin D help? So first of all, the protection of the airway epithelium, uh, meaning that your airway is surrounded, if you look here, so this is the airways, is surrounded by these epithelial cells and these epithelial cells actively contribute to innate immunity and the macrophages are hanging out there and they secrete these antimicrobial peptides and these are called catholicidins. And we're gonna see how vitamin D is essential um, to create these 
cathelicidin, which are the antimicrobial peptides. And again, just to show you here, um, uh, here is one little alveoli. Here is your epithelial cells. And you notice right here this alveolar macrophage. Everyone see that? So this is your alveolar macrophages. These are those little tanks. So think about these uh, macrophages as literally tanks which move in and try to take out that virus or bacteria or fungi, okay? So the, alve so the macrophages you'll see try to envelop the virus, bring it in, and through a process called phagocytosis, try to destroy that virus particle. And vitamin D is critical to that process. So here, what you're seeing here, is we're gonna now zoom in on one of these um, macrophages. By the way, the macrophages, there's two kinds of macrophages. The pro-inflammatory, which are really responsible for antimicrobial activity, and the anti-inflammatory, which really support tissue repair. But today, we're really gonna focus on the uh, macrophage one, the M1 macrophages, which are really in, uh, in, uh, involved in the antimicrobial activity. Okay, so if we go here, Let's go a little bit deeper now. Again, the key takeaways, there's pro-inflammatory. This is when you have healthy inflammation, which is supporting you to knock out the virus. Now, this is a very nice paper, literally came out, if you look, January 10th of this year. So um, what I'm sharing with you is latest research. Um, the problem with, unfortunately, with the way the MDs and the healthcare professionals are always under massive crisis, they don't have a chance to go even read the latest literature from today, or for that matter, five or 10 years. And most of the MD education is literally, probably based on 50 to 100 euro understanding of the immune system. So uh, part of, that's why I, I, I wanna do this video, is you wanna share this with the medical doctors. They need to be educated, because frankly, they're good people, but the educational system Ha, does not teach them a systems approach to the immune system. It doesn't teach them about nutrition. And it's time that we as patients actually educate them and hopefully they're willing to listen. But this paper is an extraordinarily good paper because it talks about the role of vitamin D supplementation in bacterial infections like TB as well as HIV. And fundamentally what you see here is that you can get you know, ergocalciferol, uh, uh, which is vitamin D2 from milk and mushrooms, but the other form is cocalciferol, which is a much more bioavailable version, which you get from uh, the sun's process, from sardines. Uh, and these uh, two forms of vitamin D uh, um, are put into the form of, through a set of biological processes, 25-hydroxylase, uh, which your liver then goes through a series of chemical reactions. One form is 24-hydroxylase, and the other is one alpha hydroxylase, which gives rise to calcitrol, which circulates via vitamin D protein here. But anyway, the bottom line is your liver is involved in essentially processing this and metabolizing this into another bioavailable form. Um, at a very high level, what you see here is when it could be a tuberculosis, a bacterium, this could also be a virus, lands on your macrophage. So that circle right there is a macrophage when it runs on a receptor, through that comes in, and what your body's trying to do is this, we're gonna go into this a little more deeper, when that bacterium virus lands, your body wants to envelop that, cage it like you see it here, the red is that bacterium or that virus, and then use catholicidins to destroy it, okay? And it creates catholicidins if you follow this through from vitamin D. So vitamin D comes in, vitamin D is processed by your cell, 
your GNA transcribes uh, this protein called catholicidin, which is then used to envelop and destroy that virus particle. So just put it simply, you have your macrophages, which detect a virus particle like HIV or, or the coronavirus or whatever it is, or bacterium, they envelop that. And then uh, the process is to envelop it and destroy that particle by disrupting its the, the wall of that uh, virus or that bacterium, the, the wall. And it does that by using vitamin D. It takes in vitamin D. The vitamin D is used to use your cellular machinery to create these catholicidins, which are then used to go um, uh, destroy the uh, virus. Um, but I'm gonna share with you some very nice diagrams, which I didn't have a chance to share with you last time. Um, this process, as I mentioned to you, is, is done using these catholicidins, which are antimicrobial peptides. They're one of the oldest mechanisms of actions towards microbial pathogens, and they involve pathogen cell wall membrane disruption of the bacteria. That means they affect the cell membranes. So here is what I call a molecular pathway. This is a molecular systems approach to understanding this. So again, on the left here, you have bioavailable vitamin D, which this outer, this uh, black here represents a boundary of the macrophage. So this vitamin D particle comes in and your nuclear membrane reacts with it. It goes through the nuclear membrane and these, these VDRs, which are these vitamin D receptors are created, which are then used to create through a process of integrating with vitamin D, these catholicidin antimicrobial peptides. So what you see here is vitamin D comes in, vitamin D is used through a series of reactions, but the th key thing is it creates these catholicidins right here. These catholicidins are then very critical to help in the enveloping process. So here you see the HIV coming in, your macrophages through uh, a phagosome, take it in, and then through the autophagosome, basically envelop it. So this, and first of all, to envelop this virus, you need the uh, catholicidins, and then to destroy the cell membranes, you also need the catholicidins. And this is also a, a different look at it, but looking at bacteria like tuberculosis. So whether it's a virus like HIV or whether it's a, uh, uh, you know, a TB bacteria, same process. You can see vitamin D is coming here. The CMPs come up. You, you envelop the bacterium and then through a process uh, where you create uh, this autolysosome process, you get this antimicrobial activity. And again, here, as I talked about, using our technology here, we've actually mathematically getting ready to model it. So here you see the vitamin D particle coming in. This, this represents the, the cell, uh, the macrophage. Here is the vitamin D coming in. Here is the, um, the uh, receptors right here. And then you see the process of catholicidins being produced to have antimicrobial activity. What I wanna share with you right now to um, sort of cover this so you can use this information is, this is a paper that just came out one year ago and it's written in Nature. Nature is considered one of the most prestigious journals. Um, I've published um, in there uh, about a couple of years ago on looking at neurovascular disease. It's considered a very prestigious journal to publish in. But what you see here is that uh, this article really talks about catholicidins, three types of catholicidins. Let me go over this. There's three types of catholicidins this Nature article talks about. PMAP, which comes from uh, pigs. LL37 is the catholicidins in humans, and CAF2 is the catholicidins in chickens. 
And what they've done here in this wonderful paper is first of all, they acknowledge almost all catholicidins show in simple media direct antimicrobial activity against bacteria, viruses, fungi, and parasites. So think about that. The power of the sun, vitamin D, which creates catholicidins to have a very powerful effect against bacteria, viruses, fungi, and parasites, all those things. Um, again, this is not in some uh, random, you know, woo-woo type stuff. You're hearing this from an MIT PhD who has a PhD in biological engineering. And this is written in one of the most prestigious journals in the world, why catholicidins are important. Here is what those catholicidins look like. This molecule over here is a catholicidin coming in pigs. This one right at the bottom, LL37, is a catholicidins in us humans that's been identified. And CATH2 is the catholicidins that occur in um, uh, chickens. What you see here is the, as you increase the peptide concentration on this axis of these catholicidins, how it kills bacteria. So this you're seeing the down regulation of bacteria. So little amounts of catholicidins as you increase, you notice LL37 is this one right in the middle. You can see the massive destruction of these bacteria um, in, in the area of the uh, uh, PMAPs and CATH2, they have a similar effect here, which is uh, bottom line is that these catholicidins, are, whether it's in chickens, whether it's in pigs, or whether it's human, they really help downregulate the um, effect of those bacteria. Now the issue is how do they do that? I didn't share this last time, and it's quite fascinating. The way they do it is these catholicidins literally go and attack the bacteria, right? They literally, what they do is, if you look at these little particles here, and I'll show you a closer picture here, these little triangular red particles, they literally go and hang out on the membrane of the bacteria, and then they surround it, and they literally crush it, so the uh, bacteria, the wall, the virus wall blows up, and you have the leakage of the intercellular content. So they're literally attacking it from up outside, and this is a closer picture. So what you see here is, here's a catholicidins, and being created by our macrophages, they surround the wall of the bacteria, right here as you can see, and they really bust up the bacteria's wall by surrounding it and then the, and basically blowing up the bacteria. So that's what's going on here. Uh, these catholic, and, and I wanna show you some pictures that just came out in this article, you can see it here. Uh, to keep it simple, this first uh, uh, piece right here, the first column on my left here is, is um, nice bacteria, they're called a control, so two different kinds of bacteria. This is what happens in, with the catholicidins in pigs, catholicidins in chickens, and the catholicidins in humans. Let's just focus on the humans. What you see here in this diagram is you literally see that the cell walls, if you notice, this is a beautiful cell wall of the bacteria not being affected, same here, but here you see the catholicidins are starting to tear away and lice, which means break up the bacteria, okay? Uh, in this case, essentially surround it from outside and rip it to shreds. So that's what's going on. These catholicidins have an antimicrobial, antiviral activity. They break up the cell walls of those bacteria. Again, where do we get catholicidins? They're upregulated from vitamin D, okay? So this is how vitamin D destroys for you. Vitamin D is actually destroying for you. Um, so in conclusion, um, I'm trying to do this in a briefer way, is that vitamin D deficiency leads to a weakened immune system. 
Vitamin D is essential to creating those catholicidins, antimicrobial proteins. Vitamin D sources are from sunlight, dietary supplements, fatty fish, and cod liver oil. Now, in the letter I wrote to President Trump, um, my opinion from based on all this, you know, if you look at all the research that's been done across many years, it vitamin D is safe. Obviously, everyone here, in the ideal case, you go to your doctor, you get your vitamin D, vitamin A test. And I've said it's sort of unfortunate that the medical establishment is not telling people to have these two simple tests. But if you do these uh, tests or not, or if you go read the papers, you'll see that we've given very high dosage vitamin D for short periods, like 50,000 IUs, you know, two days. If you're under massive attack, it can be very beneficial. But for maintenance, you know, I personally take around five to 10,000 IUs per day. Uh, obviously, if you're getting lots of sun, you know, um, you can check your vitamin D levels. They should be in the range of around 50 to 70 nanomolars or, or nanograms per uh, nanoliter. So you can check those out. You lead, read the literature, do some research, talk to your doctor. But you can see the market size is $1.7 billion. I mean, it's not like people are making a ton of money off this. Um, relative to and the growth use of uh, vitamin uh, D here, as you can see here, as I mentioned, these are the things is around 7%. And as I mentioned, this is very different than the vaccines which pharma um, is uh, promoting because vaccines are the way pharma companies plan, as I talked about in the previous uh, discussion, how they wanna save themselves. Vaccines are their only way out. Pharma sales are going out. So vaccines are their next big market. And think about this, global vaccine market is 60 billion today and it's gonna double every six years if they have it their way. Um, the last thing I want to end with, this is a paper that just came out um, literally about uh, February 27, 2020. So this is one I'm gonna, I'll be talking about later. If you notice, people talk about people uh, being indoors, how people get depression from not enough vitamin D. Well, this paper is the first paper that just came out in February 2020, which literally shows how people who um, uh, died of suicide they had decreased expression of these catholicidins, okay? Uh, they had decreased expression of these catholicidins, so it's quite extraordinary, and many of these people had deficient vitamin D levels. So what that means is that you need those catholicidins, and this is the first paper to show that as you have decreasing amounts of catholicidins, that is directly uh, correlated to people who committed suicide. So anyway, I don't know if there's any questions. Jen, you can text me any questions. Um, but I hope this was valuable. Uh, this is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Again, I'm running for United States Senate. I'm a scientist, an educator, and an inventor, and I hope to serve you and continue to do more videos like this. Please feel free. Uh, if you want to send me any questions, you can, uh, you can send me uh, at vashiva at vashiva.com. Some of you actually have my email address, so you're welcome to uh, you know, email me or even call me on the phone. I've made myself pretty accessible. Uh, timing of vitamins, does it matter? That's a question. Um, so the question is, does timing of vitamins matter? Look, um, you know, one of the most important things in any of these things, my view is that the more you get it from food and natural sources is the best thing, which means ideally you go out in the sun. Um, you get it from, uh, by the way, when you take vitamin D, some of the literature would say you have to balance it with vitamin K. Well, if you're out in the sun and you're eating your dark leafy green vegetables and your dark fruits, you know, you're pretty much getting vitamin K 
and your vitamin D and you're getting a lot of other nutrients. But if you happen to be stuck inside, um, you know, you take your vitamin D. Ideally, you eat it with food because you want your body to recognize this as a part of food. And ideally, you take vitamin D if you're doing with fatty foods, you know, uh, less starchy foods. So if you're eating it with, um, you know, your avocados or your fatty fish, um, those kinds of things, ideally. So point is, eat it with food. You know, your mind now also thinks it as a sort of food and that probably has some valuable things. So you're enjoying it. It's not your pill popping all day, but this is, these are meant to be dietary supplements. They're not supposed to be something you live off. Now, if you're in acute conditions, like I've shared in the letter to the president, that I think this could be very beneficial in short term and then you go to your maintenance dose. So again, if you're in, in you know, if you're under massive amounts of stress, massive amounts of not or the ability where you're in darkness all day or like people are in quarantine. Um, I fortunately have a lot of sunlight in the house I live in, so I'm pretty much getting vitamin D all the time, but I still supplement. Any other questions, Jen? As Jen is doing there, just I just wanna let people know that I am running for United States Senate, and um, I wanna be as someone who really uh, discusses health at the forefront, because without our health, as my mom would say, health is wealth, those people want to support our campaign. You're welcome to go donate. Whatever you want to do, you can even be volunteers if you can't donate. But those people who donate 25 or more, I hate to, as I mentioned over and over again, take something for nothing. But if you donate, I actually give you a book called System and Revolution and actually give you access to a piece of software that I wrote that allows you to actually have access to technology that can help you teach you how your body is a system. I think one of the questions was, um, does the age matter? In the recommendation, again, this is everything I'm sharing with you is in the literature. So you, you should consult your doctor. You know, I'm not here to give, you know, direct medical advice. What I've shared with the president is my analysis as I'm showing here, as someone who's been looking at this for many, many years. Let me share with you here. Um, oops, let me go here. Um, if you go to, let me see what's happening here. Is somebody, uh, let's go here and you'll see there's a page here which has the actual, um, here we go. Maybe it's just taking time to download. Let's just give it a couple of seconds. But um, kids dose, the question is, is a kid's dosage different than an adult's dosage? Um, yes, click on the title. Oh, one second, Jen, you want me to click on which title? Huh, well, let me click here to understand for you guys and I'll come right back. Um, okay. So if you look, if you go to the letter, which you can get to, it's called Economic uh, Immune and Economic Health for America. For kids, the maintenance dosage um, is, it, it, you know, uh, again, this comes from the literature around uh, 2,000 IU vitamin D per day ongoing. So 2,000 IU, 5,000 for adults. 2,000 uh, IU for, um, for children and uh, 5,000 for adults. Any other questions? All right, 
So the key takeaway is that vitamin D empowers catholicidins, which are antimicrobial, and share this with people, and let me know what other videos you'd like me to do. Again, God bless you, and I wish everyone a great weekend. If you can get out in the sun, please go do that. Um, eat well, be well, take care. Thank you. Oh, and again, go to Shiva for Senate, support our campaign, and let's win truth, freedom, and